I knew I had artistic abilities and I started sketching little pictures here and there for my friends for, you know, little candy money here and there. So they were like, oh, I like books. I did that too. <laughs> I was drawing little pictures of Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian and give my little candy money here and there. Yes. <laughs> well, that's kind of how the art journey started, right? And then... um I told you about poetry, eighth grade. I got introduced to creative writing and it was kind of over from there. I would just walk around with my notebook, I'm carrying it around. And even in my in my book, there are some poems in there that I wrote in middle school and high school. And it just shows the evolution of my thought process. Hey man, your dog is super trained but mine never listens to me. That's because I just signed up for a dog training course in the community app. It notifies you of all classes happening within a 10 mile radius and has many options. They've got literally everything from dog training classes to dance classes. No way, you mean I can get my dog trained and learn dancing? Yeah, install the app right now and see for yourself. Alula Life Greens actually started for me when I was 23 years old. I went out and bought a $400 industrial juicer and I started juicing every single week. And I hated it. It took so much time, it cost money, and it was a process. That's when I started making the Life Greens product. It truly is the one drink that you should take every day for the rest of your life. My name is Amy and I absolutely love fitness. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a professional makeup artist. Eating healthy is not the easiest thing. We get so busy in our lives, it's really hard to take the time to eat healthy and to eat right. My absolute favorite thing about this product is that they combine reds, greens, and probiotics in one mix. You put it in your water and you shake it up and voila, it's so easy and it tastes amazing. You'll feel a difference. Then you start believing that you really can change and that you can actually feel better. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing today? And we have an amazing featured guest called Esty Marie. Yes, yeah, she is a versatile artist, an educator, a leader who is passionate for sharing the healing and transformative powers of the arts. Yes, I said the arts, people. You know how I feel about that. With others and has a driving force to... Uh, throughout her entire life. And the name Star is very unique because it suits her very perfectly because she shines brightly in various uh, creators, creative pursuits. She has published a poetry collection called These Dry Bones, which recounts her journey of overcoming childhood trauma and has also hosted a spoken word TV show called Speak, which has broadcast on Time Warner Cable Faith on Demand channel. After she spent 10 years in the classroom, Esty now collaborates with individuals, groups, and organizations to help them tap into their authenticity and unleash their full potential 
through the arts. She firmly believes that the arts has the power to save lives and she is dedicated to spreading this message far and wide. So through her work, she will see this exemplified in everything that she do, empowering others by using the arts. So without further ado, we're gonna bring to the stage the amazing Esty Marie. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, thank you for having me. No problem. I absolutely love the arts. The arts is very important in my family because it's a way that we have that self-expression. It's, it's also have been a way for me to work through emotions uh, productively. Yeah. So to see someone and be able to speak with someone like yourself that really understands the true power of what the arts does. And the sad thing is a lot of schools is taking, taking the arts out. So I'm not even going to go there because we're too early in this interview for me to go there right now. <laughs> but first, what I just want to say is when we think about the arts, because, you know, I feel some type of way already about how that's one of the first things that get cut in the budget when school's looking for more funds. So let's just talk about why does the art education really matter? Arts education matters so much because the arts as a whole helps students tap into critical thinking skills. It helps them tap into collaboration, like all these quote unquote 21st century skills that the schools are saying that they want to prepare students for. The arts is the very thing that does that, but that's the first thing that they want to cut. That is absolutely true because the arts actually builds community. It teaches you how, as children, drama, it teaches you how to do problem solving right on hand. It teaches you how to work with their hands, how to work with people, how to understand cues, emotions. Even if you don't have a clear understanding of emotions sometimes, right. you're, you're acting out the emotions. So if you have a part that you have to be sad, you're going to get taught the expressions to be able to learn those cues. I can't tell you how much the arts helped me. Like, <laughs> like it's a no-brainer that there needs to be arts in education because a lot of times children, they don't necessarily have words. They don't know how to say what's going on with them. And that's exactly how it was for me. I didn't have the words to articulate what was going on internally with me, but I was introduced to creative writing. I was introduced to this thing called a metaphor. And I was like, oh, you know what? I could say something without actually saying what I'm saying. And then it opened up a whole new world for me. And I was able to start to get out those things that were bottled up on the inside of me. Mm. And that's, a lot of times that's what kids need because you're not always going to see it. You don't know what's going on through the uh, eyes of those kids that are walking through your door. Like, I showed up, I was a straight A student. I was uh, like high functioning depressed. Like I would show up every day, varsity sports. And you looked at me, everything looked right. But, and and that's what depression doesn't look like what you think it's gonna look at, look like. If you um, mm -hmm. look at um, um, what the comedian with um, um, Robin, Robin Williams. There you go. I was like, I Robin Williams? yeah. Because I would have never thought right. in years. Even Twitch that just happened. Right, exactly. I was just, I was on his page and I was like, he looks so happy. Everything looked great. 
everything. Like on the outside, it looked amazing, but you never know what's going on. And so giving those uh, kids an outlet to be able to release those things, even if they're not ready to talk about it, because like I wasn't ready to talk about it. If anybody asked me, my answer is always, oh yeah, I'm okay. But I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> but I was able to find a way to express myself. Yes. I, And that's why I think it's so important because even as adults, we have some things that we, we don't really want to talk about at that time. But when you're just learning yourself as a young adult, I mean, or adolescent growing into young adulthood, your body going through all these changes, you're around your peers. You don't want to know that something wrong because you always want to make, want to make yourself look like you all right, even when you're not all right. And you're worried about the perception of how people look at you. When you get older, you start saying, man, you take me as I am. I don't care if you don't like me. But young people. (laughs) We will hope. But sometimes adults haven't learned how to tap into their authenticity. And so there's still those things that we, those cues we learn as adolescents, it carries on into adulthood. And we're still trying to hold on to this persona and have this image when we go outside in front of people. And even as adults learning how to process through, I had that same thing as an adult. Life was life and for me, transitions Mm. happened. And there were so many things that were outside of my control. And yet again, the thing that I was able to use to process through all of that was art. I agree with you because I didn't get like this overnight. It took years and years of me to be able to be comfortable with myself of who I am and what I bring to the table and not having that self-limiting, not good enough belief in my head. It took me a long time to get to this place. And so for me, one crucial point for me was music. That was one of my outlets that I absolutely love. So I played music, I sang, and I danced. And so even when I could not really articulate what it was that I was feeling, even as an adult, I would go to that. I noticed that whatever mood that I was in, I would usually go to that kind of genre of music. So if I was sad, I go to some sad music. If I was happy, I was happy. Like whatever I was going through, I noticed it was certain things that I would do when I felt like that. And now that I realized the cues, I was like, okay, now I need to work on this because I know that mentally, I play this song when I'm dealing with this. So therefore I need to do these steps in order to get over this productively and move forward. But I didn't have that kind of information while I was younger, but now I do. So have you noticed that now you can look at different things that you do during different seasons, different moments, if you're highly stressed, if you're not, that you go to your go-to things in the arts? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I, I have noticed it so, so much more now. Like, when my mother passed, mm-hmm. which was um, not what I was expecting to happen at all, I got into abstract art because abstract art is not something that you really need to control. So I started doing paint pours. And when I tell you it was one of the most freeing things that I could do, because, you know, as an artist, I'm used to making representational art but then you know there's that whole perfectionist mindset of oh it don't look right i need to tweak this i need like all these different things that i can control Mm -hmm. but at that moment i started doing these pours and it was a matter of 
there's no wrong way to do this. There's no way that you can mess this up. You just need to let the paint flow how it's going to flow and go with it. And it was like a release of control that I needed at that moment because I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. Like, I can't (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's why I love expressive dance because there's no wrong or right way to do expressive dance. I mean, and every time you do it with the song, it could literally be different because uh, a different way of you expressing it. So like you said, abstract art is, that outlet that it it's okay to not be within the lines okay (laughs) you know you don't have to be within the lines it's really for you not to be within the lines you can use colors that are not traditionally blend well just to express emotion like my daughter she is an artist and she she is a traditional it's all just you know very 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 beautiful my son abstract (laughs) you know he hated art until i introduced to him um abstract and he loves abstract and i said well what is this he said well this is me feeling that red spot right there it represents this and that and then and then i go look at i said the beautiful the beautiful thing about art is that it's in the eye of the beholder so what what it means to me that red spot might mean something different to the artist and it's okay Right. That's the one thing that I love about it is it's so sub- it's subjective. And I love that you mentioned like the color and the meanings of colors because there are meanings that are associated with colors. And that is one of the things that I like to help people understand. And as I'm doing paint pours with people, because I do have workshops that I host with people and I let them know and we talk about the meanings of colors and the emotional values of colors. And then we go through and we create a piece based on how they're feeling in that moment. So it's like real therapeutic in a sense of, okay, how am I feeling? I'm feeling really angry right now. So I'm gonna grab me some red. I'm gonna yes. grab some other colors that go with this and we gonna put it in and we gonna make our pour and then we gonna go write about it. And mm. it's just a very beautiful experience and i i just love sharing this information with people because even marketing Mm -hmm. if you notice most of fast food restaurants they're all they have certain colors in their logos like because Mm -hmm. certain colors mean different things and our bodies react to colors differently so I've kind of created a little guide to help people understand like what colors mean and how they can optimize their space using Mm -hmm. uh, color psychology. That is amazing. So when you think about, we are, see, I'm a, I'm a thespian of the arts, so I could go all day long myself, but anyway, for the viewing audience, let's think of how did you, how did you even start your artist journey? Because everyone has a reason of their, why they started doing expressive art or why they started painting or writing poetry, but you do both. You're a poet and you're an artist. So what made you de- develop and start doing both genres, which is not <laughs> something that is usual. So it's not you. It's not usual, you know, both. So what made you do both? Well, so initially when I was younger, 
I have uh, Nigerian parents and they don't believe in giving people allowances because, you know, um, <laughs> you do your chores and that's what you're supposed to do. Why am I paying you for doing what you're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get no allowances as a child. <laughs> So I knew I had artistic abilities and I started sketching little pictures here and there for my friends for, you know, little candy money here and there. So they were like, oh, I like books. I did that too. <laughs> I was drawing little pictures of Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian and give my little candy money here and there. Yes. <laughs> well, that's kind of how the art journey started, right? And then... um. I told you about poetry, eighth grade, I got introduced to creative writing and it was kind of over from there. I would just walk around with my notebook and I'm carrying it around. And even in my, in my book, there are some poems in there that I wrote in middle school and high school. And it just shows the evolution of my thought process because I'm, I wasn't very talkative. I was more of a people watcher and an observer and I would just write down things. I would write what I'm seeing and like, that's just how I was. Um, I never had the intention on performing (laughs) my poetry though. It was always just like, this is my thing uh, for me. I had no idea that it was going to turn into what it has evolved into. So what happened was, uh, a friend of mine was throwing an event and somebody backed out on his event. And so he's like, Hey, I know you write poetry. I need you to fill this spot. And I'm like, uh, no, uh, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'll, I'll do that. Um, no, no, sir. Get, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but he was like, no, no, please. I need you. I need you. I need you. I was like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. In my mind, this was about to be a one-time thing. I'm like, okay, sure. I'll read this little poem and I'm going to go sit down. But it just so happened that somebody's youth pastor was in Mm. the back of the room and he heard my poem and he said, no, I need you to come do this for my youth. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Mm. I wasn't having any intention on that. Everything in my body was saying no, but yes Mm. came out of my mouth. And that's kind of how being in front of people doing poetry started. It happened by accident. (laughs) That is okay. Some of the best things happen by accident, okay? And being that you're such a loyal friend, even though you didn't want to do it, but they they was in a bind, you you put them first and then it opened up all these opportunities for you. Right. And, you know, sometimes that's the beauty of life. You just kind of have to go with it and see where it leads you the path it's not linear it's, mm-hmm. it's not linear at all um and even doing visual art it was something that I just couldn't get out of my mind it's always there something that I've always just wanted to do so I said you know what I'm gonna stop ignoring this thing and I'm just gonna do it so I just kept it going <laughs> Wow. Okay. So clearly everybody can see that we are both art thespians of different various aspects of the art. So many people might say this, that don't appreciate the arts. So now we're talking to you guys. What are some of the ways would you suggest, uh, Esty, uh, that people can start benefiting from the arts that are not, that are non-artists? How can they benefit? So... There have been scientific studies that show 
45 minutes of creative activity lowers your stress levels. It brings your cortisol levels down. So even if you're a non-artist, you don't have to create art for the sake of selling, for the sake of making a living. But I think, especially if you have a high stress job, you need mm -hmm. to start creating art for your mental health, for your own physical health, so that you cannot have your cortisol levels super high because we know high cortisol levels leads to other kind of problems in the body. Mm -hmm. So art is good for your health. How about that? How about that? How about that, non-artists? Non-artists. <laughs> okay, <laughs> stop. I already knew a lot of that anyway. But for those of you who say, well, I can't draw. I just can't, I can't, I can't. Well, you can color. Right. Uh, that's part of art. Like sometimes I just have my little coloring pencils. You know, I had to get a little fancy stuff because I like the little fancy stuff. But you can just get the regular, you know. <laughs> you can just buy okay. Okay. Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah, go to Dollar Tree and get you some dollar uh coloring books and just color. You will be surprised how it much it de-stresses you just to color. And it does not have to be within the lines. It just it just makes you feel so good. You'll notice if you're less stressed. Mm -hmm. Just from coloring. Exactly. So non-artists, you don't have to be an artist to do it, but oh. it helps your health. It's inexpensive. And this is something that you need to do to kind of relax your mind because right now, as a society, we are in a very stress-oriented world. That's, it's like it's no breaks. Years Nothing. ago, we had little segments. You highly stressed for a period of time, and then it kind of... It you know, eases like, up a little bit. Yeah. Not now. It's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and you your body has to like let that go at the end of the day. And so the arts is beautiful for those of you going to a play, enjoying watching other people. Right. It's no experience like being in a live play. Oh. It's so, I mean, you can get you lost have, in it. Yes. The music, the outfits, the, the audience, the, the move. It's different than watching it on television. It's an experience. So you, if you haven't experienced that, I encourage you to go to a play. Treat yourself to a play. You know, treat yourself to going to an art museum just yeah. to walk around and just look at the art. Mm -hmm. Look at the art. It will take you on a journey mentally. Sometimes I get lost within the artwork. Like if I'm looking at, I can like look at a long road and it can be a house on the portrait. And then I see this. I mean, I can like imagine myself there. I'm just like, just like, right. just, just learn to be free. And that, that's one thing that art does. It frees you. And this world is so full of trying to hold people down and box them in and make all these labels and just everything it's there's too much but you can free yourself with some creativity yes 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 and if uh if music is your you, you know what you prefer it's so many different genres of music i love r&b but it's more to world than just r&b we have so many different variations of music and i i challenge you to explore a different genre than what you normally listen to yeah. Uh, and take yourself on a journey. Open yourself up to different cultures and listen to music. Uh, and just get get lost in 
the emotion, the feeling. I love watching older movies for the fact that they have such theatrical sounds and music of yes. ups and downs oh, and flows. And it's not like how today, you know, you go, you have an experience where you go watch an old movie, you're like, oh, I can feel her emotion before she even say a word. Right. Because the, the cinematic sounds that they use, like, don't get me wrong. Movies today have the cinematic sounds, but it's something it's about an old school movie. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. They they relied more on those elements to help pull it all together. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it wasn't all that digital is good what we do with all this stuff, but it was something about them being authentically in the moment. And most of the things back then they had to physically do. It wasn't right. no computer generated things that, that made it look like they did it. It was like they're physically doing it or a person is personally doing the movement. They're flipping. They're so you felt it a little bit differently. And then just, it's so much. I could just go so in depth about this because it's even people that make the sounds of the walking. You think we can really hear them walking? No, it's somebody in the back making the steps. Like it's detailed and it's just so robust. Oh my god, we can get lost in this conversation. My, my college days, you know, I, I was feel I studied film, so you you taking me back. You taking yes, me back. it's just a it's just so like uh like. But once you understand how these different things work, you have a new appreciation for what it really takes to put together a music video, um, yes. film, or uh, even a silent film what it all takes for them to be able to do what they do and be able to create this whole experience. I encourage you guys to look into the arts because it will keep you on your toes. Yes. And I love that you brought up all these other aspects because when people say art, the first thing they think of is like drawing pictures. And there's so much more to the arts than that. There is multimedia arts. There is dance. There is theater, drama, like, all of these things, film, it's an mm -hmm. art form. Like there mm -hmm. is an art to it. And you like all of it encompasses mm -hmm. art. It's more than just drawing pictures or painting pictures. Like there's so much more to art than that. I told you, girl, I'm a fizz man. Like, listen, <laughs> I love the arts. I, I just, and it hurt me so bad when I see that they pull this out because it is therapy before children even get if they may not never experience going to a therapist even though i feel like all of us adults and children need to be able to have some place to speak but that that was my outlet of self-expression i cannot tell you how many times when i played my instrument if i was feeling sad how it helped me work through emotions and how it helped me be able to express myself better how it had me be able to look at things in different lenses when I was playing a sad song versus a happy song, I had to make this audience believe that I was sad by just playing an instrument. That How can I make them feel sad? And then I had to like work on it and work on it. And then after a while, you win first place in a national competition, and you know they got it. So it's just like, right? Oh, girl, I love the arts. Now, don't get me started. I'll be done. <laughs> Listen, I understand. And that, that's exactly why I'm on this mission that I'm on now. And I, my goal is to help as many educators as I can infuse arts into their curriculum so that mm. these kids have the opportunity because it doesn't take a whole lot no. to give them that space. So 
that's that's my goal right now is to show as many of these educators as I can how to bring arts into the classroom and make it fun for these kids because we all know after COVID, I don't know, wasn't these kids have kids in school right now, they're just there's a major disconnect. And I believe if we bring arts back into the equation, we'll see a lot of the things that we want to see as far as the kids and academics and achievement goes so exactly and people if you don't like what we're talking about with this type of arts i want to mention another type of arts the culinary arts you love food if you love food it's an art to making a plate and a dish taste and look as good as that that is art People like I, we need to we bringing them awareness on this episode right here. Okay. It is more than just coloring. Come the on, vast, honey. It's vast. <laughs> you start talking about culinary arts, you making me hungry, girl. I'm <laughs> thinking like, yes, yeah. It's, it's, it's an art. It's, it's an art. It's a beautiful art. Like of of it's it's, it's an experience in itself. So it's so many ways that you can get into the arts, even down to wine. It's an art. Yes. And so, and and I don't think many people realize that all of those things fall up under the arts umbrella. Mm-hmm. We think in linear one little thing, okay, pen or paper, color, pencil, some paint, some canvas. No, it's far vast and it's so many different ways yes. that you can actually get into the arts, even down to sculpting and making things with clay. Yes. Uh, yes. There's so many things that you can actually do that open your eyes and give you self-expression, release the stress, help you find yourself. Yes. Art helped me find myself, who Tina truly is. I found I myself through the arts, but I was lost in it. I found myself through the arts because it told, yes. taught me a lot of things about myself that yes. I didn't know. Yes. Yes. You're so right. Like I didn't learn how to be comfortable in my body until I took dance. Mm-hmm. Dance helped me to really be comfortable in my body, how my body moves and just the different things that you learn from dance. Exactly. So when I think about this, Esty, you mentioned before that uh, your your mission is also to bring this awareness to schools and letting them know, or just, I would say organizations and anything dealing with education. So when do you reach out to collaborate with individuals, groups, and organizations to help them tap into it? And if so, do you have like curriculum ideas or do you have like webinars or something that you can do with the children? Give them ideas just in case this is totally out of their area yes. expertise. Yes, I do. So if it's completely out of their area of expertise, that is fine. I do professional development for schools and organizations. So I will come in and I will show you exactly what you need to do in Mm -hmm. order to incorporate these things into the curriculum that you're already using. I do have some creative curriculums, Mm -hmm. but you don't even have to get my curriculum. You can, I can show you how to use what you already have and bring the arts into what you're already using because it's really not as complicated as it seems. And mm-hmm. I don't want to oversimplify it, <laughs> but I can show you what you need to do. And I promise you, it's not that hard. That's amazing. So right now you are going into uh, facilities and helping, but will you have 
or or have you thought about in the future doing anything like on a virtual standpoint to also bring things in? Yes, yes, yes. I will have a webinar uh, forthcoming. So be on the lookout for that. If you just mm -hmm. hop on my email list, you'll be able to see when all the things are going down because they're definitely okay. webinars coming up and I got a I got a nice little wellness retreat coming up for the arts. So you want to make sure you tap into that as well. Oh, love it, love it, love it. And let me tell you about a uh, from a community that you may not have tapped into because we talked about public school, but don't forget about the homeschoolers too, because they need some stuff. You know. They need some stuff as well. They uh, homeschoolers as well. I'm a homeschooling mom, and we're always looking for. Uh, classes was not always a homeschool mom. My children was in public school for a little while, but then transitioned to um, homeschooling. And um, I have helped a lot of homeschooling parents. Now the arts has never like playing music and stuff like that, singing and just showing them with expression. But this is your niche. Like I like to take the classes that did explain. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh yes, I I facilitate the class. Yeah, you facilitate. I like you. You know, I will tap into this homeschool market because you know things come in three. It's the third time I didn't heard it, so this lets me know I'm supposed to be tapping into this homeschool market. So I'll be reaching Check out the homeschooling interactive magazine. Check that out. Yes, I yeah, it, it's amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah, homeschooling could really use that. And um, they we purchase classes and stuff like that, whether in person or virtually. And literally, you can do classes online or pre-record and then allow the child to have access and the parents and they can do your activities. And you can decide whether or not you want to grade the things or not. Or the parent can. You just provide the answer key. However you want to do. Okay. However you want to do. You know. We're going to talk some more. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but that is a great avenue uh, because, we, you know, I made sure my children had the arts because that was the first thing that was taken when they was um, in public school. And that was the first thing I added <laughs> when I started homeschooling them. Like, we're going to do the arts, okay? <laughs> okay. Because yeah. there's, I mean, there's so many things that you can connect to it. Like, mm -hmm. say you want to take paint and you want to only give them the primary colors and mm -hmm. then you want them to make the secondary colors. So you want to bring math into it. What What's the ratio of red to blue in order mm -hmm. to make purple? How much red do you need to make the purple? Like mm -hmm. now, now you're bringing math and you're bringing ratios in all of that. Exactly. The and you made it fun. They, they don't even realize they realize, but they're not thinking about this is work. This is fun right. hands on activity. So I absolutely love it. So uh, when I think about all the different things that you have done as an educator, as an artist, as a poet, it's really remarkable that you are a unique individual that you're bringing in all of these different facets, because normally you run across an artist and they are an artist. They're not a poet as well. So you you dabble in more than one uh, area of the arts, which I absolutely love because you don't run across that too often. And I know that you also mentioned a little bit later that uh, your personal journey was very remarkable in the fact that you 
was able to overcome your childhood trauma and you was able to share your transformative uh, story of power with others. And I'm pretty sure you use the art in order to explain that journey. So tell us a little bit about that. So that comes through my poetry collection. So that collection really takes you on this journey of a broken girl who did not know who she was, who did not like what she saw in the mirror and was learning how to navigate in this world where, you know, dark skinned girls were not deemed pretty when I was growing up. So you, you looking at, I'm African. I got this Nigerian name. Teachers mm-hmm. can never pronounce it right. I literally had one teacher ask me if I spoke the click language looking at my name. And I was just like, oh, really? What? Excuse <laughs> me? Right. So <laughs> I had so- be clicking. Oh, don't give me a click. There was so much going on in my head as a kid, trying to navigate all of that. And I was to- learn how to love me. Mm. And I wrote about that. And I I showcased that in the book. And I also have a poetic photo series that I did. And the, uh, because the book is called These Dry Bones. And if you're not familiar with the 37th chapter in uh, the Bible of the the book of Ezekiel, um, there's this story about these bones. And God speaks to Ezekiel and he has him, uh, he asks him a question. Can these bones live again? And it's like, um, you're God. You know the answer to that. Why are you asking me? Right? <laughs> like, why are you asking me this question? And um, then from there, he tells him, speak to those bones mm-hmm. and tell those bones to come back to life. And for me, those bones represented all my dreams. And the things that I felt like I wasn't able to do because I didn't really believe in myself. I didn't have that belief that I could actually do them. And so those bones represented me actually learning to love me and come back to myself and really love myself. And so there's a a photo series that I did where I I did my makeup and I have the, the skeleton face. And as you progress through the book, there's less and less of the bones. And mm-hmm. then by the time you reach the end, I'm, I'm plain face. And mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's, oh. it's a beautiful journey and it, it's a wonderful experience. And so where can we find this book? <laughs> this book is available on Amazon. It is mm-hmm. called These Dry Bones. Mm. And it's also available on my website. So, okay. So your website is com. Yes. Okay. So you guys go and get that book. Um, We're also going to add her book to our uh, CTR Media Network store so that when you go shop on our Amazon Influencer store, you will also be able to find her book. But I'm going to buy this book. But uh, you're going to also be able to just buy it too from our store. We're going to put I feature guest stuff in there. I'm like, I'm ready to buy this thing now. Okay. Uh, I'm like, girl, hold on with the interview. Let me just go. <laughs> okay. So, I, I mean, I love expressive art and I love photography. 
and that and that's one thing that I actually love is black and white. I like color. Color is great, but there's something about the expression of of light, black and white, and just two colors. Ooh, there's so much you can do with just some light, like the right lighting. Oh god. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. As we can see, we can go on and on and on and on. <laughs> okay. And so so we're going to go ahead and uh, I want everyone to know, like, we already talked about the, your amazing book. We already talked about all the different facets of why you do what you do as an artist, as a poet, as an individual that want to spread awareness of the importance of the arts, whether you are an artist or whether you are a non-artist, the beneficial health benefits of becoming an artist, as well as you also offer to uh, schools and organizations. And now homeschool is coming in the future. Your yeah. amazing webinars, workshops, and you do that professional uh, professional development training to mm -hmm. help them. Um, I, I just thought about something as I'm reiterating everything to everybody. Do you, do people book you to go speak at events for spoken word? They do. They okay. do. So um, if you go to estymarie.com, you'll be able to book me. There is a there's a booking link there and you'll be able to go ahead and let me know what your event is. Give me the information about it. And if it aligns with the message that I bring, I'll be there. All righty. Well, that sounds absolutely amazing. You guys make sure to check out her website today and get those dry bones, honey. And anything <laughs> else that she offers as well, make sure to follow her on all social media platforms. And how can they find you on social media? So it's very simple. I tried to keep it the same on all platforms. So it's e.marie. The O is a zero, so E D zero T M A R I E, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> okay, her on all social media platforms. It's actually highlighted on the screen right by her name. She made it real easy for you to be able to connect. Make sure to like, follow, share, and hit that notification bell so that you can get all the notification about what's going on. If you are an uh, organization and you're looking for the services that she provides, which I absolutely know you need them, so go ahead and uh, give a you know tap on in because the arts is very, very important. And if you look at the last, uh, I would say the last seven to 10 years of the effects of having less arts in the schools, I guarantee if you did the data of when the schools had the arts versus when that school took it away, that you will see a big spike in depression, ch uh, children com being combative, a lot of different things uh, happens because they have no outlet. Exactly. That's, have, listen, I'm, you, are, you are telling the truth. You, are you know, I, I know, Hunter. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> I know because it, I mean it was such a great therapeutic outlet for myself growing up, and I noticed that now children are different. Uh, technology can be good, but it also can have a downside to it as well. And so we need to make sure we don't leave out the human contact, conversation, communication, because children are losing the ability to have soft skills. Yeah. They, they don't have those soft skills of having a regular conversation like we're having this dialogue right now, right? That's the, very difficult for a lot of children now. And the filters on the social media, 
are making these kids so insecure. When I tell you, mm-hmm. I have students who they're taking pictures like this. Mm. So I'm like, you know, I can see your face, right? We in the same room. I can see you, but they'll pull their phone out to mm-hmm. take a picture and, and, and they like this. And oh. I'm like, what are you doing? That's how that they're posting pictures, putting emojis over their face, like yeah. all kind of stuff. And we like, have to, we have to address that. We have to. We have to. It's the differences is what makes us unique. But sad to say, with what we see on television and media, for the most part, not all, but for the most part, it depicts this perfection. No what you have to have perfectly straight teeth. You have to have it have to be like solar white. They have to be, you know, like when you smile, it like bright up a whole room. I mean, like yeah. literally, like like you're your own lighting system. <laughs> <laughs> That's not realistic. Um, then you have to have like perfect body, perfect shapes, perfect proportions. Everybody has to have the same body, little ways, hips, butt, breasts. Everything has to be the same. And it creates a world that's unrealistic and creates a world where children see this. And if they not like this, they feel that something's wrong with them. And exactly. it's not, it's not, it's not anything wrong with you. When I had a student, like you see my hair right now, it's purple. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I showed up as me, even when I was in the classroom, I showed up as me. So I would show up with my purple hair and at one time it was like purple, blue, gray. Like I had all these colors in my head mm-hmm. and it was this little chocolate girl. She came up to me. She said, miss, you're so pretty. I wish I could wear my hair like you, but I'm too dark. <sighs> Mind you, she was the same skin tone as me. I said, what is going on in this world? So I had to pull her to the side and we had to have mm-hmm. this conversation. And I had to let her know, baby, you are beautiful. Exactly. We, the same, we the same skin tone. So if you too dark, I'm too dark. But you just said I look good. So what's the difference between me and you? Nothing. And but that's what they tell you. You can't do this if you're this skin tone. You can't do that if you're this body type. You should be- right. Representation is so necessary for these kids. And I had another kid ask me, Miss, excuse me, I just, please don't be mad when I ask you this question. Mm-hmm. I said, what is this girl about to ask me? She asked me if my booty was real. Because there's so many people out here. <laughs> I said, child, yes, this 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 on me. <laughs> Girl, this is cornbread red. This is this is cornbread red. This is not uh uh shots. This is not shots and collagen. <laughs> this on me, baby girl. But um I know it's people out there doing stuff, but no, this 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 natural. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know now because as the most part, what they see, the representation that they see from the most part, it's not real. Um, and so, but if they go look at some of the things like, um, I think it's Black China, if I if I have the right name correctly. She got a lot of work did to her body. And now she's going on this journey, sharing her true story about the, rep- the what happened, what's happened with her body because of <clears throat> the injections and the silicone and all that. And now she's on the journey of getting that stuff removed, going back to her. She was, she was like, I was fine just the way I was. And oh. I want people to see that you don't have to do this. And so she's slowly getting stuff removed as we speak real time. And I, and I applaud her for that because she letting them see 
that, hey, I, I got, she said she got that when she was 18 and like she regretted. And I don't even really follow her on social media, but that popped up because I, I look up inspirational stuff and she popped mm-hmm. up with being inspirational because of her transparency. And it is an inspiration, a yeah. person like that coming on saying, I met, I realized this was the wrong thing. I did it when I was 18. My body was fine just the way it is. This caused me different health problems. And now I'm, I need to get this out. And I want to let other young women know you're okay the way you are. You don't have to do this. Right. I think it's powerful. It's really, really powerful. That That is amazing. And I'm so glad that she's doing that. I didn't know she was doing that, but that, yeah, that's, so that's, that's so necessary. That's so necessary. Yeah, yeah, but but we're taught indirectly that it that we have to do that in order to uh, reach a certain level. Mm-hmm. It's almost as when you see as uh, celebrities grow and expand and get more visibility, you you start seeing them start doing things to their face, doing things to their body uh, mm-hmm. as a form of acceptance because they're around all this, and then you're sticking out. But your uniqueness is your greatness. Your uniqueness is your greatness. You do not have to succumb to that. And I know it's kind of easy for, they would say it's easy for you to say, you know, but uh, now it's so many people regretting those uh, decisions. Now it's something that's just totally make you happy. You, it's, you're doing it for you, not just for vain, vanity. This is something that you want to do that makes you happy. Then do whatever it is to make you happy. But if you're just doing it to be accepted, for people to think that you're beautiful, but you're beautiful just the way you are. And it's safer. It's safer. Yeah. At the end of the day. Um, so Esty, I want to thank you so much for being a featured guest on our show today, sharing with us and empowering us in the regards to the arts and also coming on the show so I could share a little bit about my love for the arts. Uh I think this is like the first time I'm able to get really deep. I love it. It's to the arts, okay? People probably didn't even know how much I love the arts, okay? I really love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you did amazing. You guys, make sure to check her out on her website to go ahead and support. And um, I look forward to seeing some of your spoken word uh, if you have anything floating around on social media. And maybe one day I roll on there. I'm not going to know California until <laughs> y'all will get right. Y'all <laughs> To the sun right, come back. <laughs> yes. Oh, Southern California, it's cold. I can stand South <laughs> I know. I need the sun to come back. I'm, I'm not liking this. This is not oh. why I said I was going to stay in California. I know. <laughs> I know. And so, but but this has been such a great time speaking with you. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, so at this time, we are welcoming author, podcast, businesswoman, coach, podcast, influencer, coach Tina Ramsey. What up, family? CTR Media Network. Yeah. Uh. Best in the biz. Yeah. Join the team. CTR Media Network.
ATR is who we are. The media network, that's the best by far. Whether you listen at your home, at your job, in your car, come get the information that's needed above all. Never lasting, motivational podcasting, giving you the answers to the questions that you're asking. Serious talks and topics, how to come up and profit, how to better yourself, your health is here. We got it, reaching 350 million. Hey, tuning in. We in 50 different countries, we all can. And like minded, find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel, your mental alignment. Get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network start the show. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR is who we are. The Media Network, that's the best by far, you know. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. Yeah, help this here, we got it. Reaching 350 million, they tuning in. We in 50 different countries, we all can. And like minded, find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel, your mental alignment. Get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network, start the show. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR is who we are. The Media Network. That's the best by far, you know. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. Uh, uh, uh.